Lesson number 137, Surah An-Nahl, ayah number 65 to 79. Wallahu and Allah anzala, He sends down, min as-sama'i from the sky, ma'an water. It is Allah that sends down water from the sky. So when rain falls, or snow comes, or hail falls, then it is at whose command? Whose command? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's command. Because wallahu anzala min as-sama'i ma'an. And in particular over here, water is referring to rain. Which is amazing. Because rain, how does it fall? In the form of tiny water droplets. But what happens? Those tiny water drops as they fall, so many of them, فَأَحْيَا So he brings to life. Be he through it. Through what? Through this water that has fallen. Through this drizzle, through this rain that has come, that has reached the ground, falling from the sky. فَأَحْيَا بِهِ الْأَرْضَ He gives life to the earth. بَعْدَ مَوْتِهَا After its death. What's the death of the earth? When it is dry, it is barren, it is lifeless. How is it lifeless? When there is nothing growing on it. When what is on it is colorless, it is dry. It's not producing anything. There are no trees, no plants, or even if there are plants and trees, there is no leaves on them, no flowers on them, no fruits on them. This is the death of the earth. Because there is no sound, no color, no movement. But when rain falls at Allah's command, that same land... It comes to life. What's the life of the earth? When it's covered in green, when those plants, those trees are living, what's the sign that they're living? That the color is green. And there's fruits, there's flowers, as well as birds and creatures and so many other animals around. So, فَأَحْيَا بِهِ الْأَرْضَ بَعْدَ مَوْتِهَا إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَةً Indeed, in that is surely a sign. But for who? لِقَوْمِ يَسْمَعُونَ For people who listen. Who listen? Listen to what? The sound of the rain, and the sound of the thunder, and the sound of the leaves rustling, the sound of the birds chirping, who pay attention in other words. This morning, it was raining. Hmm? So, what happens? Sometimes a person hears the rain, but it's like, yeah, whatever, it's raining, move on. But the sound of the rain is not an ordinary sound. It's quite peaceful. Isn't it? To the point that you'll find those internet links out there where you can just, you know, sound of rain and you can just play the sound of rain in the background. Because it's so soothing. It's so comforting, that sound. So the sound of rain, it draws your attention. And if a person pays heed to that sound, what will happen? He will naturally reflect on the process of rain that how it falls, how it revives the dead earth, and how there are so many good changes that occur due to just this water falling down from the sky. So yes, ma'un, they listen, meaning they pay attention, and they reflect, and they derive lessons. Now, in the reviving of the earth is a lesson. What's the lesson? What do we learn from this? That if the dead land is brought to life through water, what does that teach us? that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can also bring to life those creatures that are dead. Those beings that are dead. Allah can bring them to life. Because if He shows this to you so many times that before your eyes you see a dead plant coming to life, 
You see a dead garden coming to life. You see a dead street coming to life. So likewise, when the creation will die, can Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala resurrect the creation? Can He do that? Does He have the power to recreate? Of course He does. When He shows this to you over and over again, that means that He is fully capable of giving life to the creation after it has died. Because who is the Malik of Hayat and who is the Malik of Maut? Who? Allah. He can give life, He can give death. And He can give life again after death. This is within His power. Now what is it that Allah brings life to after it has died? One is clear that on the day of judgment, Allah will revive the dead. Secondly, we see that the hearts also sometimes die. They feel dead. They feel emotionless, as if there's no love for God. There's no fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's no motivation to worship Him. It's just dead, boring. There's no meaning or purpose left in life. Everything seems so useless and so uninteresting that a person doesn't find any reason to keep existing. This is a feeling of what? A dead heart. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can bring life to it also. Through what? Through the special water that comes from where? From up above. Just like rain water. Where does it come from? Up above. Hmm? There's something else also that Allah has sent from Himself to the creation for their life. For the life of the hearts and the life of the soul. And what is that? Revelation. The Qur'an. Which teaches us to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To have hope in Him. To have trust in Him. To love Him. To fear Him. And that revives a dead heart. Now in this is a very important lesson. A dead land cannot be brought to life without water. Or can it? Can you bring a dead plant back to life without using any water? You can put all the fertilizer that you want, the best fertilizer, you can put it in a perfect place where it's getting just enough sunlight and good fresh air, everything is perfect, but no water. Will it grow? No. Can it come back to life? No. What is most essential? Water. Right? So likewise, a dead heart, a dead soul, cannot be brought to life except with the words of Allah, except with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now as human beings, we always feel the ups and downs. Right? Where we're feeling happy and we're also feeling sad and depressed. We're feeling really low. We have those lows. Hmm? And it's very natural. We're human beings. We go through different trials, different tests in life. So every time you feel down, you feel depressed, you feel sad, you feel lonely, you feel hurt. What is it that can lift you up? What is it that can again bring meaning to your life? That can again bring hope in your life? What? It is the Qur'an. It is the book of Allah. It is the remembrance of Allah Azza wa Jal. So, إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَةً Indeed in that is surely a sign لِقَوْمِ يَسْمَعُونَ You know that dua that you were given at the takmil of the tanjuz. You remember? The bookmark that you were given? Who has it right now? Take it out. So, what's the dua on it? اللَّهُمَّ اقْسِمْ لَنَا مِنْ خَشْيَتِكَ Which one is it? Okay, if you see the last part of this dua, hmm? 
color, life, happiness. So make the Qur'an the springtime of my heart that every time I am low, I am dead, the Qur'an just springs me back to life. The light of my chest and the dispelling of my grief and the deportation of my anxiety. Meaning a cause for my anxiety to go away, for my grief to go away. You know, replace my fears with hope, my negativity with positivity. Through what? Through the Qur'an. Because the Qur'an really is a source of life for the hearts. So, إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَةِ لِقَوْمِ يَسْمَعُونَ For people who listen. Listen to what? The Qur'an. Because sometimes, you don't even have the strength to recite the Qur'an. You're feeling that low. Have you ever felt like that? That, yeah, I know I should read the Qur'an. I know I'm supposed to. But picking up the Qur'an, opening it up and reciting it, a person finds even that difficult. Sometimes when a person is feeling extremely low and depressed, because you don't have any motivation. So at that time, just hit play. That's it. Just listen. And inshallah, that will slowly, gradually bring you to life, wake you up, and then you will also have the motivation to pick up the Qur'an and recite it. So yes, ma'un, at least listen. The least you can do is listen. It's the most easiest thing to do. Just listen. Listening to the Qur'an even will also bring so much life and happiness and meaning to your existence. إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَةَ لِقَوْمِ يَسْمَعُونَ وَإِنَّ لَكُمْ And indeed for you, فِي الْأَنْعَامِ In the grazing livestock, لَعِبْرَةِ is surely a lesson. In the an'am is a lesson for you. In the water, there is a lesson for you. The rain, there is a lesson for you. And also in the animals that you see around you, there is a lesson for you. Earlier we learned about these animals that they are a huge blessing for us. How? They're a source of food. So many blessings Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us through these creatures. So over here we're being taught that don't just enjoy the blessings, also take a lesson. Also take a lesson. And really there is a lesson in everything. If we start paying attention, there is a lesson in everything. An'am refers to which animals? Grazing livestock. Okay, four-legged animals that are raised or that are kept for the purpose of food and so on and so forth. And in particular, the term an'am includes the camel, the cow, cattle, sheep, as well as goats. So four. Now in these creatures is a lesson for you. What is that lesson? That nusqikum, we give you to drink. We give you to drink mimma from that which is fi butunihi in its bellies butun is a plural of button so that which is in the bellies of these animals from that we give you something to drink meaning there's something that you drink which comes out from these animals and what is that milk okay but this milk this drink where do you get it from how does it come to you from the bellies of these creatures. But what else is there in the bellies of these creatures? 
from between farth. What is farth? Farth is the excrement of these creatures. You're talking about something like cow dung. Okay? So it's there inside these animals. Min baini farthin. What damin? And what is dam? Blood. So when a cow eats, for example, when a cow eats grass, what happens? In its stomach, the grass is going to be digested. Hmm? Now, as it is digested, the nutrients are absorbed by the blood. They enter into the bloodstream. And the rest of the stuff, what happens to it? It turns into excrement, and then that is also expelled from the body. Now, the nutrients that are being carried by the blood, then they are taken to the udder. Right? They are absorbed by the udder, and in the udder, they are turned into milk. So if you think about it, it's amazing. How this milk is coming? From where? There's blood on one side, and on the other side, what is there? Cow dung. And you're getting from that, through that, in this whole process, what are you getting? Lebanon milk that is khalis, that is pure. Pure how? In its color, in its texture, in its consistency, it's so pure. Okay? It's not clumpy, it's pure. And in its smell also, it's pure. Lebanon khalisan. And it doesn't have any traces of manure, it doesn't have any traces of blood, it is khalis. And it is sa'iran, sa'il. We have done this word earlier also. When something is palatable, meaning easy to drink. It's easy to swallow. It easily goes down your throat. Sa'iran. Lisharibin for those who drink. Why? Because milk has cream in it. Right? And because it has cream in it, it has a little bit of grease. Right? And as a result, what happens? It's easy to swallow. It's not hard. You understand what I'm talking about, right? It's not hard. It's soft. It's easy to swallow. Lisharibin for those who drink. And who drinks that milk? The babies of these animals, as well as human beings. And not just human beings, people also give this milk to their cats, and sometimes even their dogs, and their other pets. Okay, so سَائِغَ الْشَارِبِينَ If you think about it, the first substance that all mammals eat or consume as soon as they're born is what? Milk. From their mother's Okay, whether it's human being or another mammal or a creature, an animal, that's the first thing that they consume, milk. Now milk is also made from, milk is also sometimes taken from where? Plants. Correct? It also has plant source, right? For example, soy milk and almond milk and so on and so forth. But is it the same as cow's milk? It's not. It's really not the same. What we learn over here is, in this ayat, there is a huge lesson. Now, we can only understand the lesson. We can only take lessons once we understand what is being explained over here. So how is it that a cow produces milk? How is it that a cow produces milk? Cows, remember that it takes them about 50 to 70 hours to turn grass into milk. Okay, 50 to 70 hours from the moment that grass enters the mouth until milk is produced. And there's a whole lot going on inside a cow. A cow is basically a walking factory. It's a walking factory. Because within it, milk is produced. 
Okay? And at the same time, it's also clean. Okay? How? That it's kept pure from blood and excrement. Okay? And it's amazing how it's constantly working. Even when the cow is resting or sleeping or standing or walking or eating, still the body is constantly working and producing milk. For every liter of milk that a cow produces, more than 400 liters of blood must travel around the udder. Just imagine, 400 liters of blood is traveling around the udder, bringing the nutrients okay, from the grass that it has eaten, all the way to the udder, and those nutrients are being absorbed and they're being transformed into milk. And to produce milk, cows eat a variety of grasses, okay, And obviously the best milk is that which comes from cows that are eating food that is normal for them, that they're meant to eat. And what is that? Grass. Now, notice in the ayah what is mentioned, مِمَّا فِي بُطُونِهِ It's bellies. What does it show? That a cow doesn't just have one stomach within it. Okay, It is one huge stomach, but it has four compartments. Some people call it four stomachs and some say four compartments of the same stomach. What are they, inshallah, you will learn about in the video. So just look at the video. I know there is music and there might be a few things that you find awkward and you know that we have to filter through these things and just take the khair. Okay, go ahead. Thousands of years. Ah. We're talking about milk. How is milk created? Well, in fact, a cow has four stomachs. The first stomach begins to break down the grass before it passes through the second and third stomachs where nutrient absorption begins. Eventually, in stomach number four, gastric juices finish off the digestion process and nutrients extracted from the food are absorbed into the bloodstream. In the udder, the blood passes through very small blood vessels surrounding groups of secreting cells called alveoli. It's these that actually produce the milk using the nutrients carried in the bloodstream. Aside from the foods they eat, cows must also drink plenty of water. 18 liters of it produce just four and a half liters of milk. And the traditional way of milking a cow was, of course, by hand, using a stool and a bucket. And I'm going to give it a go. Farmers, going back to the Iron Age, milked cows in this way. Sorry, is that the first time you've done that? Yeah. Well, she's obviously very full because that's coming out without much encouragement. But it's not as easy as it might seem. There you go, girls. The average cow produces about 27 litres of milk a day. But it has been known for cows to produce more than 100 litres in a day. And you can drink the milk straight from the udder, as I am about to demonstrate. There we go, whiskey. There we go. That is absolutely delicious. Technology has entered the world of the moo cow. Richard and Johnny have come to one of the most modern dairy farms in Britain, where a laser-guided robot milks the cows. It's called an automated milk harvester, and it operates 24-7, allowing the cows to enter of their own free will. So talk us through the process. How does it work? Okay. The cows walk on from this side, come into the box and stand there. They're identified by a microchip, which they have in a collar on their necks. 
The computer will then decide whether it wants to milk this cow or whether to let this one go and take the next one. So it's trying to be as efficient as it can. It's always looking to harvest the maximum amount of milk. I think what's relevant to us is just about the cow and not how they milk, you know, in their farms. Okay. So what did you see in this video? What did you learn about the cow? Does it just eat grass or does it consume something else also? It also consumes a lot of water. Hmm? And both of them it takes, if you think about it, grass and water, aren't they so basic? So basic. But what is it producing? What is it producing? Something so pure and beneficial like milk. Now what happens? We also have many resources available to us. Huh? So really it depends on what you do with the simplest of things and how you produce them. Sometimes we think that we have to be given you know, these amazing opportunities and you know, super fancy places to work in and amazing people to work with and only then we can do something good. But the fact is that someone who wants to do good, make good, doesn't need a lot. You can do good, you can make good even with the most humble resources. Something such as water and grass. I was just thinking since yesterday's lesson, Allah has been mentioning sign after sign after sign of things that, that fulfill their purpose. And not only do they fulfill their purpose, they're a benefit to the humans. Yes. That so many things have been mentioned in the surah of how when the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created, when they fulfill their purpose, how good they are and how much good they produce and how much good they bring to others. Okay. Anything else that you noticed? Yes. Ibrah. What's the Ibrah? One thing that I noticed was that, you know how Allah first talks about the rain and the water and then the plants and that's what the cow eats. Exactly. In the previous ayah what was mentioned, rain, water, the life of the earth, and then that is what the cow will consume and as a result it will produce milk. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has also sent us wahi. Huh? And the Qur'an is... You know, has been there since the time of the Prophet ﷺ, enough for a person to take guidance from. And if a person just reflects on the Quran and studies the Quran and you know ponders upon it, then really a lot of good can come out through this endeavor. You know, Shaykh Islam ibn Taymiyyah in the last two years of his life he was imprisoned. And it came to a point in that imprisonment his pens and papers and everything was taken away from him. So he couldn't read, he couldn't write. All he could do was anything that he knew from before, he could review it. And what's the best that you can review? The book of Allah. So he recited the Qur'an, reviewed the Qur'an 80 times during that time. And when he would recite the Qur'an or listen to someone else reciting the Qur'an, he would reflect on the meanings of the Qur'an. And he would say that now I'm understanding so many things that I never understood before. And he would regret having spent time on other things. That why did I not focus all of my study on the book of Allah only? If I had reflected on it, studied it over and over, this would have been enough. So, grass and water. Pure revelation. It's enough. Hmm? What other ibrah do we learn? What other lesson do we learn from the cow? You know what I was thinking was, Nusqikum. Allah gives you to drink. Meaning what comes out from the cow is suitable for drinking. You understand? 
Meaning, the milk is suitable for drinking when it comes out. That means, you can drink raw milk. You can drink raw milk. It's perfectly safe. It's a problem when cows are standing in manure throughout their lives, just because the way they're kept, so that you know there's a lot of milk production, okay, and the kind of food that they're given, and they're not cleaned, and they're not washed thoroughly, and they don't have clean places where they can pasture. So obviously, when they'll be milked, then what will happen? The bacteria will transfer to the milk. Okay? Why? Because the environment in which the cow is living is not clean. And naturally, those bacteria will travel into the milk, and this is why raw milk is generally not considered safe for consumption. But if the cow is given what it's supposed to eat, okay, and it's allowed to live the way it's supposed to live, then what comes out from the cow is safe for drinking. You saw that guy drinking, didn't you? Hmm? And it seems weird and strange, but it's good. Yes? If you can listen to the, the, in the previous verse, Allah SWT said it's a sign for those who listen. Um, and he also says in this verse that it's easy to swallow. So if you think about that in terms of context of the Quran, it's not difficult to listen to the Quran. Like it's, if you just go on one, you know, spend half an hour just downloading all the surahs. And the thing is, like download different shayukh. So it depends on which mood you're in. You can listen to one shayukh versus the other. That's very true. I have three different recitations on my on my phone. And so it's like one day I feel like listening to this person. The next day I feel like listening to the next person. And it's because of that variety, it's easier to listen to. It's more interesting. And each shayukh recites differently. Right? It's a certain surah is best recited by one shayukh versus a different one. So subhanAllah, it's not hard to listen. You can find these recordings anywhere online. We spend hours on YouTube. Why not just put the Qur'an on instead? And there's so many beautiful recitations. And it's, it's not hard to listen to. And the more you listen to it, the more you want to, like, the more you like it. So, you know, it's, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, it's easy to swallow. It's easy to take in the Qur'an. Yes. Just listen to it. You don't even have to read it yourself. Just listen. Yes. Even that's good. Yes. It doesn't require much effort. Go ahead. I was thinking the milk is surrounded by excretion and blood. So it's surrounded by things that you don't like and it's bad but it's still able to produce something that's good so in our life even if we're surrounded by situations that aren't good we should still be able to produce something that is good yes very true and when is it that a person can produce good despite how his surroundings are when he's connected to the original source when he's taking in pure nutrition and what is that the quran I had a similar reflection. It's basically like when the milk starts off, it's not really like pure or like it's not even milk, right? Yes. At um, the beginning, when the cow is eating the grass, it's nowhere near milk. Similarly, I was thinking of the believer. Like in the beginning, when they're small or whatever, they don't have a lot of knowledge. There are no signs of a, a believer that can come out of it. But like as you gain knowledge, you can become purer and purer. And finally, you separate yourself from all the filth around you and in you. Okay. It seems, um, just looking at the video, just uh, the, the little piece that we saw, it tells us again that um, the organic lifestyle is definitely the way to go. Sorry, but I really... I believe in that. Um, it's just pure. It's just better for all of us. So the closer to the fitrah, the better it is. Yes. I was watching this video the other day, and this farmer said that, you know, if God didn't intend us to consume all the nutrients that are there, you know, in the raw milk, then he wouldn't have made them, right? But what happens when the milk is pasteurized and so many things are added? Okay. 
then what happens? It doesn't remain pure. It's not khalis. I mean, when you get a bag of milk and it says fortified with this and this and this, why? Why does anything have to be added into milk? It's good when it's pure. Assalamu alaikum. I was thinking that as long as human beings were not greedy and they just followed what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded, like giving the cows grass and water, then there was no problem. But as soon as man becomes greedy, they thought, you know, what do we do with all these bones from the cows? So they started putting it in the feed of the cows. That's when mad cow disease started to appear. You know, and that's a lesson for us that as long as we stay with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded, then inshallah we can't go wrong. Yes. And if you think about it, milk is something that the Prophet ﷺ was given when he went for Isra and Mi'raj. Wasn't he? He was offered two drinks, wine and milk. And what did he choose? Milk. So that means that there is something really special about milk. There is some khair in it. But it's amazing how something so tayyib, so khalis, can be a source of sickness for people, can be a source of death for others. Why? Because we have definitely corrupted this pure thing, and instead of being beneficial, it's become extremely harmful. I just want to share something. It's just kind of a reflection for me. That look at the life of a cow. It's such a docile, such a humble creature with the basic needs it needs. And similarly, I mean, and the production and the outcome of that life and that diet is so beneficial for the whole human race and for the other creatures as well. And similarly, a moment's heart. I mean, you can absorb Quran only when you are docile, you are humble, and you are ready to serve for the purpose of Quran. Only then you can swallow it and you can digest it. And you can understand it. Very true. Thank you so much, Azak. Very true, because, um, you know, I was looking at that creature, so huge, and here comes a man, and is milking the cow. I mean, generally an animal doesn't accept it, that you're touching me. There. Why? Go away. I mean, if the cow wants, it can just kick the person, right? But look at that humble creature, just standing there, just standing there, no rebellion, nothing. So humble. Assalamu alaikum. I want to tell you about ikhlas. Milk is very clean. If something if inside, nobody drink it. You have to throw it. But at the same time, Allah says, Surah Al-Ikhlas. That we have to make our hearts, our actions pure yeah, also. Ikhlas. Because if you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nothing inside, nothing. Because ikhlas, you say, uh, without nothing. Yes. That is ikhlas is for that Allah use it. Yes. Yeah. Because if you think about it, a cup of milk, if you add even a drop of lime juice, what's going to happen? It's going to turn into buttermilk. Right? It's not going to remain milk anymore. It's not khalis anymore. The milk is khalis, but if you add even a drop of something that is impure, it's not going to remain pure anymore. So actions have to be pure in this way also. Someone was telling me about when they used to be young, they would put water in the milk, right? So um, even when you put the water in the milk, it still doesn't lose its color, right? So regardless of like what a believer is filled with, you know, like things happen, right? So like you shouldn't lose like your color of they explain how the like it's a 
whatever goes on inside the cow, it's, a fac- it's like a factory. It's a process. It goes on continuously. It's working even while the cow is asleep. So if you look at this in the case of a believer, they have to be constantly productive, make schedules, make timelines, you know, get things done. Don't leave it till later. And you know how, subhanAllah, if, well, even for us, when going to sleep, if we recite Ayatul Kursi, if we recite our du'as, inshallah, even the, you know, sleep. night of sleep is counted as worship. Exactly. So even for us, it should be constantly working. Yes. I mean, 50 to 70 hours it takes for a cow to turn grass into milk. Constant work. Right? The body is constantly working. Anyway, let's continue. Women and from الثمرات, the fruits, النخيل, the date palm, والأعناب, and the grapevines. Meaning, there is also a lesson for you in what you consume of the fruits that you get from date palms and grapevines. What fruit do we get from that? Dates. And secondly, grapes. What do you do with these fruits? تَتَّخِذُونَ You make منه from it سَكَرًا Intoxicant. وَرِزْقًا حَسَنًا And good provision. سَكَر سَكَر As you know it means an intoxicant. Okay, like for example alcohol. And alcohol, what is it made from? Hmm? Grapes or any other fruit or grain or anything like that which is left to ferment. Okay, so after a period of time, what happens? It turns into an intoxicant. Meaning if a person will have it, he will consume it, then it will cover his brain. And you know the definition of sakar. So you make from this pure food, from this tayyib food, what? An intoxicant. This fruit, if you have it in its original form, grapes and dates, they're so good for you. So beneficial for you. But you do something with it, and you make it a source of harm for yourself. And you also make from this fruit rizqan hasana. Rizq, provision, food that is hasan, that is good. So for example, dates are dried up. And then you can eat dried dates. Grapes, even they're dried up. And you can eat raisins. Correct? So rizqan hasana, that takes different forms. Likewise, you can you know, soak these in water, dates and grapes, and you can actually get a sweet drink. Okay? Likewise, you can ferment them to a point where they turn into vinegar. Okay? And that is rizqan hasana. But if you leave it for a certain other amount of time, then what will happen? It will turn into alcohol. إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَةِ Indeed, in that is surely a sign. لِقَوْمِ يَعْقِلُونَ For people who use reason. For people who use their intellect. What lesson in this for us? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you rizq, which is good for you, pure for you. If you took it as it was. But then you make different things from it. And sometimes you make good things, and sometimes you make bad things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever He has created, it has good in it. But we as people, when we use them, then what happens? Either we produce more good, or we produce evil. It's up to us. So in this is a point of reflection. That the blessings that Allah has given us, in what way are we using them? In a way that is producing khair and promoting goodness, or in a way that is promoting evil. You know, for example, money. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Physical strength is a blessing. Mental strength and ability, even that is a blessing. And it's up to us how we use it. Either we can use it in a good way, 
or we can use it in a negative way. Internet, isn't that a blessing? Some people use it and other people misuse it. Hmm? So this is a lesson, something that we need to reflect over, that what do we do with the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to us? Recitation. والله أنزل من السماء ماء فأحيا به الأرض بعد موتها إن في ذلك لآية لقوم يسمعون وإن لكم في الأنعام لعبرة نسقيكم من في بطونه من بين فرس ودم لبنا خالصا لبنا خالصا سائغا للشاربين